What's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, reminding you that on Wednesday, June 21st, we are live, live on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash talk about gay sex, as well as our YouTube channel, which you should subscribe to. Go to YouTube and look up Talk About Gay Sex. We will be live on Wednesday, June 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we ask that you tweet or post on our Facebook page any of your questions you have for myself, for my two co-hosts, Jeremy or Steve Carpenter, or for any of our past special guests, many of which who will be in our live broadcast. But tweet, ask us, do all the above, and we will be live Wednesday, June 21st. But today, we've got an amazing show. I'm very excited. It's called Doms and Sub, Dominants and Submissives, but also exploring our fetishes, and we all have them. It is our special guest, Master Joshua. Um, so I'm really excited, Steve, to bring in our guest. We have like kind of a full house today. Yeah, we do. We're calling today Doms and Subs. And cool. yeah, I, I know you're going to be excited cool. about that. And, um, and we've both been full. We have, <laughs> yeah. But it, I think we're going to learn more about it because I think I've just been playing lightly on it. But Probably. Yeah, yeah. Dom and Sub Light. Yeah. Um, our special guest today, um, he goes by Master Joshua. Um, am I right on that? Yes, yes, yeah, I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> a dom that's a master that's blushing. Is that possible? Absolutely, absolutely. I see. And I see you have a, a sub in the house too. I have. I have my fag slave here with me. Yes. Fag slave. I like that. Cool. cool. All right. Kneeling um, at his side as he should be. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, we also have um, from last week Marcos, who um, he was on our fetish, finding your fetish show. Marcos, how you doing? I'm great. You're representing the undecisive party. I like that. <laughs> the undecisive party. <laughs> We're getting real political. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fix that in about two minutes. Exactly. And then a newer friend of mine, who's also helped me on the show a bit, David, sitting up to my right. Yes. How are you, David? I'm very well, thank you. Good. We met. Um, where did we meet? At the Eagle. Eagle. We were yeah. trying to figure that out, actually. Yeah, I think so. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so let's kind of get into it um, a little bit. Like, just get Ma- Master Joshua. Where did you? Where did that name come from? Did you? Does a master in the Dom world name themselves that? No. The way the way it it works, at least for me, is uh, I don't ask for titles. I don't ask for sir. I don't ask for master. I don't ask for anything. I just ask to engage with the person on a level playing field. And as that respect develops, they'll decide on what they want to call me. The Master Joshua angle comes from my goal and the big picture of what I want to do with BDSM and kink. Uh, it's more of a brand name that can be associated with BDSM and kink for information, uh, safe spaces, uh, classes, private sessions, more of a brand as opposed to who I am myself every day. Uh, Fag Slave, he calls me Master, but that's something that we've developed over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other partners, they can call me sir or daddy or uh, fucking asshole, depending on, on what time of the month it is for them. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it varies. I, it, a title is not something I believe I, I self-impose. Okay. It's something that I earn over time through respect. It's interesting because I, I, I know a lot of people from, uh, from you know, previous, from earlier days and um, the older days of leather, I guess you could say, and master was... Uh, was more or less self-appointed 
And you know, if, you, if they were a master, you didn't call them, you didn't call them sir, you didn't call them anything but master. You know, I like so, that, and I, but I like what Joshua was but saying. I, lo I love your your approach to that because it's really very. Will you, you know, take every almost every situation, relationship, whatever you right. are calling it, and it's almost like the two of you are deciding on the parameters, the safe right. space, the, and then from that, you, I'm sure that can even evolve or change. Yes, absolutely, or, yeah. absolutely, nothing. That's I, great. The the book Fifty Shades of Grey. Everyone shit all over it because yeah. it was a it's fantasy. Right. But at the end of the day, it open the doors for a lot of people to accept or at least start and looking explore. into who they yeah. are. Mm -hmm. I associate kink and BDSM with our sexuality. You know, we're born in enjoying certain kinks and fetishes. Right. And we desire it. This, mm -hmm. Once we start masturbating at however young, I mean, we're thinking about things. It's not like... Casts it, of thousands. You know. Yes. You know. So uh, I, want to, I want to provide people the opportunity to open that door. And explore. And explore. Mm -hmm. uh, and something else I teach is everyone's chemistry is different. Everyone sitting at this table, I may mm -hmm. be dominant to you, submissive to you, dominant to you or submissive to you, but it's not black and white either. It right. falls on a spectrum. It's fluid. It's, it's very fluid. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that develops over time, over chemistry. I mean, one day I may wake up and just feel completely submissive and just de uh, desiring to bottom mm -hmm. heavy. Right. Uh, Bottoming and submitting are two different things as well. Absolutely. It's uh, interesting because age, would you say age, like for me, in my 40s now, I'm exploring the BDSM lifestyle a little bit more. But when I was younger, although to your point, yes, we all grow up masturbating and all that, but it's, I don't think I came out of the gates like, let me explore this. <laughs> no. Although we have two younger guys at the table here who are definitely exploring it on the, I mean, what would you guys say? How did you guys get into it at such a young age? Well, um, first of all, the, genera the generations are different. Uh, now it's a little more open to uh, experiment with sexuality than what it was earlier on. But um, personally, I just fell into it. I liked the sex. At the right place, right time. <laughs> right place, right time. I like the sex, um, but it lacked something. Right. You know, it's not just about intercourse, but it's also about, like what Master Joshua said, is chemistry. Right. And it lacked that kind of chemistry, and I found myself looking for it into a more, you know, kinky way. So I started with bondage, and bondage uh, not necessarily goes into the dom and sub category, but um, um, you, someone needs to give that power away. Well, it does sort of because you work with rope, and often you're the rope t expert tire, and you are, you know, the other person is restrained. So in some ways, it is kind of dominant over the submission, correct? It is and it isn't because I'm not forcing them or I'm, I'm not doing anything to them except tying them and sometimes just leaving in there. I'm not asking them to do things for me right. or I'm not uh, forcing them to some kind of role. Right. Carpenter, no one's ever forcing a fist up our ass. Well, it could. And we'll get into how people abuse the... Absolutely. Is, yeah. Can I throw in a definition yes. just to cover? Please. Just to cover yeah, for those that don't know, uh, there's a difference between dom sub and top and bottom. Absolutely. Dominant and yeah. submission is the emotional, the mental, 
aspect of the relationship. Mm -hmm. The topping and the bottoming is the physical aspect of it. So you can have a dominant who likes to bottom, mm -hmm. like I do. I like to bottom sometimes, and I'll have one of my partners use me, like work me really good, really mm -hmm. hard with paddles and floggers and stuff. Cool. But, <laughs> but uh, I, have, bossy bottom. <laughs> I have to be there. Uh, I have to be there mentally mm -hmm. because it's it's not something I just mm -hmm. I feel all the time. And then you also have uh, submissives that enjoy topping. Mm -hmm. And again, it's all very fluid. It's all very fluid. But uh, just just for vocabulary sake, topping and bottoming and dom uh, domination yeah. and submission are uh, two different uh, perspectives. Absolutely. But yeah. he was he was right on the head with it. How he can do rope, he can tie, but not be the dominant. But he's the rope top, where they're exchanging this. He's feeling them. They're feeling him, mm -hmm. and uh, it just the scene grows organically. Right. With Exactly. And with a lot of people that you work with, do you find you're pulling, you know, they obviously have a curiosity, but are you pulling these desires and fantasies that pretty much I'm sure all of us, you know, men, women, everybody have, but we're, there were because of society and everything's so repressed. Is it your job because you work with people to kind of find that, pull it out, or, or are people just like ready to go and I want you to come, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I approach it two different ways. Professionally, when I have clients, they come to me with specific uh, kinks or fetishes. So I work around that. Uh, I have a whole, like a 50-something question checklist that they can go over. It's like the so, doctor's office. <laughs> <laughs> so I can get an idea <laughs> of... <laughs> Of uh, fisting, check, lube, check. You know, right. uh, Crisco, <laughs> Crisco, check. check. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very therapeutic session for them, and it's not sexual-based. I don't get naked at all during my sessions. Shucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, the sexual s simulation that happens is most of the time self-administered, mm -hmm. but it rarely ever goes there. Most of my sessions include heavy flogging, paddling, uh, humiliation, degradation, where it doesn't, it's not sexual in nature. Right. And that's mm -hmm. the professional aspect. It, some people need that release. They can't go out to parties. They can't tell yeah. anyone else about it. So what do they do? You know, you can go to a therapist who doesn't know how to address this part because until no. last year or the year before, this was a disease. You know, wow. it's a mental illness. I, mm -hmm. And uh, it's not. You know, this is who we are. So how am I going to go to a therapist and ask them for help if they don't know how to deal with it the way I need to deal with it? Mm -hmm. Agreed. And yeah. uh, it's very enlightening for the clients. And they change. It changes people. Uh, from the promoter party aspect, there's a more regular flow of different individuals who come for different reasons. Some of them are curious. They saw the book. They'll come, they'll watch, and then they'll leave and they'll never come back. Uh, others will come and they'll dive in head first. Men, women, young, old, mm -hmm. it, it varies completely. And when you say parties, you're talking about um, parties that are what? BDSM play parties. It, they're... They're like uh, trapeze naked. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. Oh, That's, damn. <laughs> That's what everyone thinks. That's what everyone thinks. But uh, the host, the parties that I host uh, under the Wilds Playground moniker uh, on FetLife and on uh, Facebook. We'll list that. I'll, I'll give right. you the information yeah. for it. Uh, Put that in the link farm. Yes. It's, uh, it's a community-driven party where we host a roundtable prior, prior to our parties, and people new and young veterans, old, everything in between, they come in and we sit around, we talk, and we ask questions, give our history, uh, give examples of, of uh, answers for questions for other people, and it's a good way that we meet each other in the community. So by the time the party starts, anyone that's new and fresh that comes in, 
they know half a dozen people now. So if they see things, they can ask people questions as opposed to being the, the pervert on the wall or the virgin girl that just came out for the first time. Now they have a network of people to, to talk with. Once the party kicks off, it's, we do it in a, a photography studio I manage that my partner owns on 29th Street. And uh, we have a couple PlayStations. We have a spanking bench, a massage table for fire, playing massages, suspension rigs, two now, uh, a spreader bar for like a St. Andrew's Cross. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of over-the-knee spanking. Uh, and it's as if it was a lounge that people came to, and there just happened to be play there. It's not sexually driven. No one's aggressive. People are there to converse and mm -hmm. to mingle. I mean, to, to meet others like themselves. And it's... Wow, that's really I awesome. love it. You know, but, but that's so much what, you know, the, uh, we did a show um, previously about the old guard within the gay community. And it was very similar in that sense that if you were interested in it, you could approach people and talk to them and ask questions. And they would kind of guide you around. And you knew that there were people that knew you and people that would protect you yes. if th things were getting, you know, too out of hand or too whatever, you know. So, so I'm thrilled that this is back. Yeah. You know, in, 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 this, in this kind of an environment, because it, it was gone for a long time. I so. host two parties. One of them's uh, Lotus under the Wilds Playground moniker, and another one's called Corrosion, which is the all-male party. Mm -hmm. Because as you said, the male community, the leather community, it deviated. I, with the internet, sex mm -hmm. and porn, and that's the reference point now for BDSM. Exactly. So, you know, you're fisting someone in 30 seconds, and yeah. that's not real. No. Right. But this is what they use as a reference point. Mm -hmm. I want to get out there, and I want to go to the men parties, the men bars, the leather bars, and get the message out mm -hmm. that this is here. This is here to in, indulge. Yeah. I love that. That's I love it, awesome. too, because I love the client relationship that you talked about, because I've, um, I've seen somebody before that really opened my mind a lot. Uh, Rico, that mm -hmm. was on right. one of our, right. and then um, I said in another episode where I met a guy at the Eagle, and you know we were kind of feeling each other out, and he was definitely like a dominant, and we came here, and I told the story that when we got here, he immediately like had me on my knees and was like humiliating, mm -hmm. and it started. That's not probably my main thing, or he moved really fast too quickly. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I had like out of body where I was looking down at myself like this looks ridiculous. And you know when you're not in when you're out of space, you're not yeah. in the headspace. Yeah. And so I don't think that he approached it necessarily the right way. But I love that there's these parties mm -hmm. where like-minded and it's fluid, and you can enter when you want to enter. And it's right. right. Well, again, too, what he's talking about and what you're talking about is the headspace. You know, if you're in the headspace, I mean, and it moves, it changes, it expands, it narrows, it whatever. You know, so. And once that closes up and it's like you're done, yeah. you know, then it's just you like, can't no. come back. Yeah, and and it's like okay, this has to stop. You know, and people don't necessarily know how to sense that. Exactly. You David, know? you met Joshua, right, at one of these yes, parties? Yes, I did. I met him. We were in the bathroom, and what happened was... <laughs> it always starts in the, in the, in the, in the bathroom, bathroom stall. Uh, that yeah. was my first time, yeah. So, no, we met at a Corrosion, the first Corrosion. Um, I met him actually because he came up and introduced himself. So that night, he, he was, like, working the room. He introduced himself to everybody that I'd seen. And I was just there for the first time going out to an event like this myself. How did you find out about um, it? Andre, the co-host of the event, um, he told me about it. 
And so I was like, sure, sure, I would love to be a part of this and see what it's all about and just be really like a spectator at that point. Um, <laughs> and I enjoyed the night. I had such a high like afterwards, oh, yeah, like right. leaving. It was like amazing. Yeah. And the only thing I did do was um, Joshua approached me towards the end of that night and I did some fire play, which was incredible. Yeah, you and mentioned it offline yeah. earlier, fire play. What is that exactly? Fire play, it's uh, as if uh, you have two wands that they look like fondue sticks okay. with, yeah. uh, with a fire retardant wrap on it. I and have some over here. Fire, <laughs> no, no, those are, those are fire batons. Fire batons, right. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you have uh, rubbing alcohol as the, uh, as the base. And you dip it in and you hold it in there. And as you pass the wand over the body that's laid out on the massage table, the heat rises. So it's not going to really burn. You're going to get some warmth. And I'll pass over the skin and I'll bring my hand right over the flame right after to extinguish it within half a second, maybe a second long. And uh, it's like a warm massage. And, and alcohol is mm -hmm. very, yeah. very low burning, low, yeah. okay. low temperature burning. Yes. So. Wow. Did you like it? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I did. It was like, I, I didn't have a fear of it. I just found it fascinating and exciting because I had seen him do it on someone, someone else earlier. And I was like, I really want to try that. And when he approached me about it, I was like, sure, I would love to. So, it, it went like yeah. this. Hi, my name is Josh. Yes, I'll get on your table. <laughs> Immediate sub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should talk about the sub side of it, too. I don't know, Carpenter, do you at all consider yourself, um, you know, uh, are you like me? We're kind of in the... I, you know, I can sub on occasion. But, I mean, I, it, it has to be with somebody that I really know and really trust, you know. But I, I tend to really be more Dom. Got it. You know, even though I tend to be more bottom, right? I, you know, but I, as I we learn, yeah, you yeah. can be. Well, I mean, it's, I, there, there's a guy I play with who's, you know, he's like 6'1", he's gorgeous, and he, sexually he's a top, but he's a boy. Got it. So it's like, come here, boy. You know, right. Come here and, and just anything you want. You know, he's. You know, I love that. And, and it's and it's hot. It's yeah. hot. It's and, and and people don't understand it sometimes. Yeah, it's, you know. that's so cool. And then you are a self-admitted sub, David. Um. Yeah. I. I don't really like to label myself as that, but right. yeah, I mean, I tend to go definitely towards that direction. Right, so, and, yeah. and as we're learning, like maybe sometime you'll have a fluid moment where you experiment with mm. the dom or- I do, I do, and I really like those moments too, so. But it's all about the person that you're um, engaging with. Exactly. Right. So yeah. like yeah. that sort of energy and that vibe and the- Follow the thing, energy. Yeah, mm -hmm. like the one thing about, you know, meeting Joshua that night, you know, the instant connection the moment he introduced himself and then watching him the entire night um, and his interaction with other people is extraordinary to watch but then to experience it on that side too you know that you're dealing with someone that can embrace you in a way that you don't think you can get that connection especially from a first moment you know the first moment so for me that just like uh, took me like right away, instant connection. And he knows how to gauge the, your interaction where he starts off and then it builds and it builds and it's right, just... Right. It's interesting to use the word embrace. Yeah. There's yes. nurturing is another mm -hmm. side. We've talked about it when mm -hmm. 
uh, my friend has flogged me before, where he'll flog, but you have to be careful of certain organs that you don't hit them. Yes. After flogging a few times, he's also looking at my body energy. You have to be and able to read. He, you, got, you have to be able to read the sub. Read mm -hmm. the sub. Yeah. Then he uh, rubs his hand over my mm -hmm. back, and it's almost as ner and almost embraces me at some point too. So there's same with the rope play too. I mean, the rope that we use, um, Marcos, is soft and it feels good. And you and have to be looking out for the signs of if there's any damage to the absolutely. skin or to the to or if they're or if they're panicking or you know anything yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, yeah just, Joshua, can you talk a little bit about like safety zones and do you create those when you're working with people and and are there words or just communication in general? When uh, the general rule of thumb is to ask ask as many questions as you need to find out their medical history if you're topping or if you're bottoming give your medical history if you have broken bones or arthritis or anything that that you've had your entire life or something recent just to communicate it so that they're aware right uh when you're doing impact play uh i always stay with the major muscle groups i don't go into the soft tissue uh like mm -hmm. the kidney areas the abdominal area some people do it i don't because right. You hit that one time, the person's not ready, mm -hmm. and you can make a bad day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I stay with the chest, the upper back, the shoulders, the biceps, triceps, the forearms, the thighs, the butt. Uh, I do some joint manipulation and pressure points as well, which you, you should know what they are. Right, Just right. in case. Uh, but you can also be safe when you're working around by doing the impact play as well. Avoid the joints. Avoid the soft tissue areas, the face. Unless you're into slapping, then you know make sure you talk about it because some that's people. What I like yeah. I like being slapped. Oh, and <laughs> I, and I, do, I do this thing where I'll, if I'm into somebody and feeling somebody, I'll grab their hand and then like do the like hit to me. my face. Yeah, hit me. And they usually get the the code and you're laughing over No, because I'm exactly the oh, opposite. Oh, you are. I'm exact. I, mean, I I was playing with this guy at Fire Island. Yeah. We were in in the meat rack, and I went down on him and he slapped my face, <laughs> and I said. Don't, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. See, and then he did it again. Right. Mm -mm. And I pushed him. Good. Yeah. And I and it was dark and I heard thump 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 <laughs> splash. Yeah. He went right into the into the pine cones and <laughs> no, the No, he went into the, the swamp in the pines and oh, and he was wearing all white and he came out, he was it's like Motherfucker got well, I told you don't slap <laughs> but me. But it's like no that's like a major it, one. Slap it's, me in the face and it's like no no no. And that's know. totally that's different done. from me like <laughs> directing them into that. Yeah, exactly. You know. But that's just one of those, you know, no fly zones for me. Yeah. I just yeah. don't like it. Right, yeah. You I know, think that should be a big It note. triggers something with me. Some so, people yeah. I mean some people are like I enjoy it. I like getting slapped and I like slapping. Cool. And I have yeah. a heavy yeah. fucking hand. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I bet. <laughs> but uh sometimes I mean when you're in the in that moment where the this primal aspect comes out like something you're probably into right where it's like i want to fuck and i want right. to tear mm -hmm. each other up and oh yeah. hit me harder punch yeah. me you'd like to get hit too punch Jeez, he's getting more so over there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me have a sip but, of my beer here. The, the best thing the thing that bdsm has taught me as a lifestyle uh, as something i carry and i teach to everyone is communicate Yes, because yeah, we all absolutely. desire things, right. but we're ashamed or afraid to tell our partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why are we so repressed? Well, oh, just culturally. culturally. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the culture. Question, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's the culture. But why are gay men sometimes so? I mean, you would think... Fear of rejection. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. we've, we've been through it already in just being gay. Right. You know, and then you have to come out again, you know, because now you're a freak as, as, a, yeah. as a dom or a sub. And, that, and, and even in the gay community, it's just like, mm -hmm. you know, you get these weird, yeah. you know... 
Yeah, it's and immediately like, oh, you're into oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you then know. you're in yeah. such a vulnerable moment where exactly. you're trying to enjoy yourself and having someone just bitch slap you with, no, I yeah. don't like it, or judging you. Right. It's not comfortable over. No. Yeah. Right. Well, because you really are, you know, like when you come out as, as gay, you expose yourself. When you come out as a, as a dom or a sub that you're into something that is uh, super taboo, super taboo, then you're exposing yourself even more. I mean, even like you're completely exposed at that point. Yeah. yeah. Just, and that's part of what's great about it is because you can completely open yourself up and be who you are. Who you are. Yep. You know, something yeah. I, I relate, I, I compare the two is being gay from now to the past right. here in the States and having living the BDSM lifestyle or indulging in it. Mm-hmm. And the criticism and judgment you'll get is the same for if you were gay. Mm-hmm. You get fired from work, ostracized yep. from family, ridiculed, yes. you know, teased, killed, shit, depending on... on See societal, yeah. yeah. There's a huge backlash on it. And again, the reason why I want to bring it to the forefront is so that it's not there. Mm-hmm. Because everyone, everyone I meet desires it. Everyone does. It's right. just we're not allowed to tell other people that we desire because we're we'd be wrong well right? people think people think they're not can. allowed <clears throat> and i try to open that door for yes, everyone everyone absolutely. i meet if yeah. i'm at a restaurant i'll talk to the waitress or the manager or a priest or you know not, i think I'm that's not so cool it's almost like it's almost like you know the back in the day the door-to-door um evangelicals that go around it's like we need disciples to go under you to kind of and i want to be one of those i mean you know I think that would be, church of, the church of bdsm yeah, yeah i mean but you're right 50 shades of gray um is helping a little bit, right? When you say for mainstream, a, a little bit on a light, it, it, on a light way. It helped a lot in the sense that people are more open to talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at a munch. Munches are where kinky people get together at a bar or a restaurant. They sit down and they talk kink. Uh, wow. Munch. A munch. <laughs> uh, I host a social in Brooklyn, uh, which I'll have the information, uh, where it's in a bar setting, uh, and it's a little more free flowing, where mm-hmm. people can move around. We're right. not stuck at a table. And there's um, stations in the back of the bar where you can play, you can do scenes. Oh, cool. The oh. owner of the bar That's great. is in an MS dynamic, and I know them personally. And when they built the bar, it was a suggestion we tossed around, and they allowed it, so we host a social. There brings money to a venue where I know the people that are kink positive, and it allows us to get out and, mm-hmm. and engage and socialize right. in a neutral setting as opposed to a bar. Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We'll definitely have to list that. Yeah. Definitely. And you're more than welcome I'll to come. Not yeah. list, come. No, I, <laughs> I will. Absolutely. You were going to say something. Yeah. Yes. Um, I just wanted to ask you, when you're confronted with a situation where you have a client or are playing with someone and you don't like or it's not particular your taste, what they're into, how would you say, say politely because we're in an open space and we want the other person to feel comfortable and not rejected? If it's a personal client in private, depending on what it is, I'll work through it and perform it. Uh, one of them was uh, was diaper play, you know, and he oh, wanted yeah. he wanted a forced enema into the diaper. Mm-hmm. And now I, dude, wow. I, don't, I don't know you, yeah, but we're gonna talk about it and work through it. So mm-hmm. we took whatever precautionary steps we need to where I felt safe doing yeah. it but under under supervision he was still under my supervision and i was still conducting it safely mm-hmm. and enough to to fulfill that kink for him uh if it's in public i would i would straight just say no i, ca- I can't you know it's your kink is not my kink 
and I can't engage in it. I'm, I don't feel comfortable or we don't know each other that well. Because let's say water sports. Water sports is a big one. Some people won't do it with everyone and it's completely understandable. And that's your right to say no, that you don't want to engage. That I just don't want it on my living room floor. <laughs> but, I did but I did have a friend of mine, and, and we, I said, yes, yes, but not here. Just Can we just run to my bathtub? And, and then, you know, because I'm a neat freak, so. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or swallow every drop. Yes. How about fisting, jo Joshua? Do you get into, because you have such nice hands. <laughs> I, uh, I, I I've been admiring that. <laughs> did, did that answer your question? Yeah. OK, awesome. I, uh, I enjoy fisting, giving and receiving. It's something that a lot of people are afraid of because there's not enough information out there for it's it. True. And again, the reference point is porn. I mean, mm -hmm. Chris going a elbow length glove and yeah. we're in, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a long ass story called the Rusty Rolex, but I won't say it here. Okay. But uh, it's about, <laughs> oh, it's I about hear it. fisting. <laughs> I want to hear it. Wow, wow. <laughs> but uh, I, en I enjoy it. I enjoy giving and receiving. Okay, cool. Nice. That's good to yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of, it's, it's good to know. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, and, and <laughs> so many people, the juice. <laughs> so, so many, you know, I used to go to fisting parties on a regular basis. And they were, right. re, you know, friends that regularly had fisting parties. My friend Larry had one every week. You know? Wow. He lived on 14th and 7th. You know, my other friend Fritz, who I'm sure some of our listeners may, yeah. may have known, Fritz was well known in the fisting community. Uh, he had parties all the time, you know, especially uh -huh. when people were traveling internationally. Wow. But, uh, but yeah, people always think like with fisting, it's like, oh no, you're going to lose control of your bowels, or you're going to do, you know. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, yes, no. there. Yes, there are some risks, and yes, I have had some had some friends who have had some issues, but right. um, generally speaking, if you know what you're doing and you behave, you can be safe. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so David, so David, before you go, because we're going to bring in somebody else, yes. um, what's some of the kinks that you're like exploring, or or what's? Um, well, one of them actually talking about fisting. For me, I mean, I've never experienced it on the receiving side of it, but on the giving side of it, I, I do thoroughly enjoy that. That's one of the things that I'm working on. As far as receiving, that is still open. It's a real. It's it's a very strong point. psychological yeah. thing. Yeah. It's yeah. more yeah. psychological yeah. than it is. Yeah. Talk about psychological. Yeah. yeah. And it's there's very a mental. Person, there's a person that I have in mind for it, but I don't know how that'll work out. I mean, their hands are enormous, so so we'll see what yeah. happens. Yeah. What's with advice that. for some? What is? What would be advice for, for like not only? <laughs> I think the most important thing personally is preparation. Mm -hmm. Mentally, yeah. you don't want to be the one that makes that mess. Right. 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 And your body, when you're going through it, it feels mm -hmm. like you're. Yeah. Having right. a movement. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. a little unnerving. Totally. But I would suggest practice working on enemas mm -hmm. so yeah. that you're comfortable. You know how oh, far I'm you can go. I'm good at that already. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, I'm good the, at that already. From my experience, allowing your body to go through that motion of pushing mm -hmm. out, it opens up the muscles. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's... <laughs> It's hot, man. Fucking buck up, kid. <laughs> yeah. It's, right. But yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's very much a psychological thing, too. Yes. And well, I'm, we're going to say about you, David, but I'm going to have you back on and say, to tell your fisting experience. Exactly. Yes. That's right. Next Thank time you. around. Thank you. Yes, we'll want details. But I want to I bring in um, my other special guest today, John. <laughs> if you could go over here. Um, he is also, do you call yourself? Hi, John. How are you? Good. Good, good. Um, do you call yourself a sub, or do you kind of play in that world, or um, more of in uh, more for play only? For play only, okay, yeah. Because you and I have met before, and um, rope is, seems you like to get tied up, right? Love it. Yeah. 
Um, but but and, yeah, and I don't think a lot of people would know that, but I mean, it's just because you come across as such like this. I, I mean, get, if you're just going to read you. Well, people get irritated every now and then because, you know, oh, you're a bottom? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, what? Yeah, they're like, they're like but yeah. you're so tall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's one thing. You want in the harness. Perspective of right. how dominant or a sub should look. Right. What's that? That people have these perspective of how a dominant or a sub should look. Yeah, it's all perception, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes down to it, yeah. So, it's all perception. how do you get it? How do you get it past them? Like, when, what's your technique? Tell them, okay, well, you can show me what you want me to do to you, and then I'll do it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> rope's a great one though, because I mean, I don't know, Carpenter, have you experimented with that at all, or some? Not, not a whole lot. Not a whole right. lot. I'm, I'm too, I'm too, you know. I like it for its fashion side too. Well, yes, you <laughs> to do, be known, yeah. and you have been known to to yeah, wear yeah. wear some some nice tyings on, you know, yeah. <laughs> tyings out at night. So right. <laughs> but you had some other ones that you tried on me ones, the the electrical stimulation things. Yes, those I don't. I have something. I'm a, I'm a, at the core a naturalist, I think, and anything that involves electricity makes me like. It's almost like the fear that someone's going to throw the blow dryer in the shower yeah. type thing or the yeah. bathtub thing. I'm like freaked out with electricity. What, what was it? A tens unit or what was it? The two thirty two. Okay. It, uh, when it, it's it's uh, that white box. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, something two forty two or. It's, I believe it's like a tens machine. Yeah, yeah it's similar to it. Okay. What, what is that? Settings on it. It, it, it gives electrical pulses that stimulate the muscle. Okay. Uh, depending on where you apply it, I heard which I'm probably going to try to experience. Uh, there's placement on the cock that can make you come. Oh, yeah. uh, but it's supposed to be a really high setting. Uh, and I'm the same way. See? What nine volt battery? Get that yeah, away from me! Right. It's gonna fall on my tongue somehow. I know. <laughs> I'm a little freaked out with the electricity. Well, mine, mine broke uh, the the uh, battery part of it. The, uh, one of the wires broke, so I was using it to plug into the wall. That, <laughs> that would freak people out whenever you yeah. bring it up. Yeah, you like Jerry Ferguson. It's like the DC converter in the wall. It's like, you know, it's, a, yeah. it's the and plug that comes with and it. And John's kind of a but, handy, uh, uh, he's a total handy guy. I so I could just see him Jerry rigging it in the back. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, so that used to, it used to scare me too until I bought one. Oh, you have one. I, okay. Yes, but but I, I haven't been I haven't used it in a long time because I think I wore it out. Uh, <laughs> time for there a was, new one. There was a butt plug and um, and a cock ring. Okay. Oh, and mine yes. Yes, butt plug and a cock ring. And David over there is like the way waving the, uh, his hand. Yes. The butt plug had these like copper edges on it, and they, I think those those were kind of wearing off, so I didn't really want to use it. Um, but you you would get it, so you would insert the butt plug and you'd wear the cock ring and then you could adjust the electricity and the pulse on each one but what eventually happens is you kind of get this electrical arc through the prostate okay i'm getting scared that uh, oh no no it's okay oh my god wow oh okay. my god wow it's, do they still make these yes. oh, yeah of course oh, but it's what's interesting big. so vanilla. what's interesting is with the butt plug too because it's an electrostimulator yeah. so it you know when you touch it to muscle it contracts <laughs> So, and the shape of the butt plug, with contracting on the anal muscles, it it's like a fucking machine. Wow! Because your 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 ass constricts and it pulls it in. Interesting. There's a newer mm. one. There's a newer one. That <laughs> Master <laughs> Joshua <Yeah>. might <laughs> like. Um, have you heard of these? They're a butt plug that say the sub would wear, 
and it's oh, a remote has, control. Uh -huh. with the, is he wearing he, he one right now? He has one. He, does, he, didn't, he didn't have it in. Do uh, you, how far do you have to be uh, from it him? It works off of Bluetooth uh, and Wi-Fi, I believe. So could he be like in Brooklyn and you're on the Upper West Side? And I believe it's operated <laughs> through, <laughs> through the connection of his cell phone, okay. through Bluetooth to the device. So as long and as those... As long as we're connected that way, I can zap him. Have you tried it? We have. We and have. It's spotty. It's, it's more about the make of it. Bluetooth, you know. Uh, We're in the early this. stages of yeah, this yeah, yeah. test. That's, hey, that's something I can do. I know the technology. Please. <laughs> can you get on that? Technology and sex. And, and talk about gay and sex, orgasm. we'll sell it. Exactly. And, yes, and you'll patent it, and yeah, it'll be great. That'll be a great way for my boyfriend to let me know he's trying to call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what is time? Where are you? Wouldn't uh, it? I need to try. Hey, sweetie, I'm thinking of you. <laughs> yeah, I need to try a butt plug in general. I'm, I mean, does that stretch your ass out? No. Like, in a dangerous way? No, no not anymore than a fist. <laughs> if you're getting fisted, I think the butt plug's all right. Well, I mean... <laughs> well, it depends on the size of the butt plug. Well, it looks like a big okay. Christmas tree. I should start with the small one, then. Don't maybe. go for the traffic cone. Yes, yeah. there, there's one called Bishop's Folly, which is, which is, you know, it's about, I don't know, how, how oh many inches around is that? God. You know, for our, our listening audience. That's, it's, that's it's about, you know, like 15 and 16 inches around, you know, in diameter. That's so, so funny. You know. Thinking of Hitler and little Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a video of me inserting something, something similar to that. I'll yeah. show you guys after the Please, okay. yeah, we can. The podcast. John, you often attend Paddles, like they do a, Paddles is a, um, actually on the next block where I live, and it's a How king, king, you know, party play, and they do one on Sunday, and what goes on in those parties? Uh, well, New York Bonnage Club is, um, New York Bondage Club. Yeah, that's that's on Sundays. Uh, the yeah. Seven to one. Right. Um, that one's just um, it's pretty much just a bondage, mostly bondage oriented. You got uh, pretty much any scenario you want uh, to get into. Uh, but there's no rules as far as you know what you got to wear or anything like that. Uh, you were telling me also that part of even if you just want to watch. Yeah. And couldn't, wouldn't you say that voyeurism is a big part of all of what we're talking about, or is absolutely. it? Oh, yeah. guys absolutely. Absolutely. Oh yeah. You know, sometimes I'm sure at the parties that you host, there's just people that are looking and watching. And they just going to watch. And that's mm -hmm. okay, too? Right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's, uh, it's, that's their kink. It's encouraged. That's, a, that's, that's a their kink. Yeah, yeah, voyeurism is a kink. Yeah. And, and also, they're potentially learning and about what they meant like, yeah. for yeah. future, I would mm -hmm. imagine. Well, it's, and it's great for you know, people who want to learn how to flog and whip and things like that, because you watch other people who are doing it and, you know, how they're doing it and how their their sub is responding that type of thing you, you see the whole thing how they're how the subs reacting how the 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 dom is reacting and, and right right i think it's encouraging that like with the parties that you're throwing joshua i think it's awesome and you know with you know people like marcos and david that are younger and you know you're learning rope that there are it's changing a little bit on at least in the gay community but you said there's also a mixed party that you i host a mixed gender party or not gay men party. Okay. A lot of everyone else comes to the mixed gender parties. Do you consider yourself gay? Pansexual. Pansexual. Okay. Pansexual yeah. being, I'm not in. I don't steer towards a gender. I'm more towards the person. Got it. Uh, bisexual was the label for long enough, but yeah. it didn't really identify me because I, I'm very particular who I get in relationship with, whether male or female. It's not just uh, you know, I'm very person specific. Uh, so that's how I identify. I host a mixed gender party and an all-male party. The all-male party started about six months ago because there's an absence of it from the men community. Oh, yeah. Right. And For a long time. 
to host it, to provide uh, an opportunity for men to engage or to explore at least, it's a big deal for me. Because right. all too often people will just they go to the grave with it, not knowing that it's okay to explore. Mm -hmm. The same yeah. again, same with sexuality. Why couldn't I, I go to my grave as a gay person? Yeah, because Sad. there's no one I can tell about it. Mm -hmm. Right. But uh, I want to I want to pull so. that back. Yeah. And nice. uh, I believe everyone deserves an opportunity to explore themselves. And then, like the one the pants, the the parties that are mixed, um, do gay men go to that? And do you find <clears> that oftentimes, say, a gay man will? You were telling me offline that um, your I guess your sub here experimented with a woman or he had never seen a vagina and, and <laughs> yeah. is that possible yeah. to actually have you know i mean to to you know be sexual or learn grow with that the mixed gender parties have been going on for about two and a half years the male parties six months ago i as i start to network and meet other men like david and like uh fag slave fag slave uh, i talk him into coming to, to the other parties to see right mm -hmm. to see that it's the same thing that we're doing the same thing and there are no, this barrier that we have is self-imposed and there's no need for it. Right. So I'm starting to bring more and more of the men over to the mixed gender parties to show that it's okay that you can come to these parties too and have a good time. I mean, when I do scenes with David, all the women gather around, yeah. all of them, right? All of them. And they're like, oh my God, it's the hottest thing. Yeah. Because men play different with men. Right. Mm -hmm. We were fucking yeah. rough. We like to grab and, uh, and sometimes women are afraid of that. Or mm -hmm. their tops are afraid to do it to them because right. I mean women aren't fragile either. They they oh, they yeah. they no. desired heavy heavy type of play too. They can give it back too. But uh, to have men gay men at the mixed gender parties is big for me because it shows that I'm doing the right thing. I'm I'm doing I'm taking the right steps to get this wall down. Right, you're oh. taking down you're taking down the boundaries of kink. I'm trying to everywhere. Yes. You know, not just with gay men or with straight you know straight men and women, but the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Pink. yeah. I like that because often we'll yeah. go to a bar, you know, here in town and there's always like, oh, there's a woman here. And there's a, there is a side of the gay community that is very anti-women. And I get it. You know, if you go to a gay bar, you want to, you know, see other gay men and all that. And that's fine. But sometimes there's this sort of anti. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it depends, too. You know, if you bring if you bring your friends, you bring, you know, your sister right. sometimes. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's somebody who came as a guest. Right. When you have a group of women that come in because they want to watch guys play. Yeah. You know, and, and watch them making out and doing whatever with each other. That's a different story. Yeah. That's yeah. invasive and that's intrusive. I agree. And yeah. that's, you know, that's what I object to. Right. That's right. Yeah, party you know. at yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that's what I object to. <laughs> yeah, you know. I agree. Yeah. No, it's true. So, having said that, I went, I was at the Eagle with a female friend of mine who topped David as well before. And a uh, beautiful woman, tall woman. Mm -hmm. And she came in and she, real dominant and she fucking walks in and everyone notices her. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, we go to our corner, we start chatting and then we start topping different people different people we came with mm -hmm. and we start switching and all the guys are coming around now and then they're coming over to her asking her questions mm -hmm. or they'll come over to me and ask me questions i don't know do they speak with you at a point yes. and uh it it caught their attention because it showed that regardless of the gender yeah you know yeah. we still have the same drive exactly and at the, exactly at the, it was at the eagle too i, like I mean that. when you say topping what do you mean we were spanking doing over the knee spanking flogging single tail it was a lot of impact play wow Cool. Like, very rarely does it get sexual for me. Hardly ever does it get sexual for me at a public space. Right. I leave all You're of that aware. for private. Yeah. For private play. Because 
Uh, I can go into a whole different thing, but through BDSM, I've learned to add value to sex. Mm -hmm. Something that us as men, we don't, we, we're driven to stick it in any hole that we can. Yeah. And it's fulfilling while we're at that stage of our life. For the short term, yeah. But there comes a point where you can actually start talking to people and actually learning who they are. Mm -hmm. And sex is the last thing that comes. Right. Because right. now this person's trusting you or you're trusting them with your body to do things that have been stuck in your head. Mm -hmm. That you've, you're finally getting to open. If you're 18 or if you're 58, you're finally getting to open. Now is when we're on our stride to enjoying relationships. Yeah, and it, it makes it, so much sense too. It does. When they say that you know we really only use a, a teeny fraction of our brain, mm -hmm. who's to say that like some people sexually, less. some people <laughs> less, <laughs> maybe in our current administration, um, we won't go there. We won't go there. But um, it it stands to reason that in sex and in typically you know as boys, most of us learn like quickly jack off and, and come and, mm -hmm. and it's a quick fix, but sexuality, if you really yeah. open and expand your mind and like you talked about communication and, and fantasies and, and talk about it, it can be really, mm -hmm. you know, enlightening. Well, but it also, it also has to do with physicality too. When you're 18 and 19 years old, you know, you've got hormones that are raging yeah, all absolutely. over the place. And, you know, all you got to do is have a, you know, have a warm breeze blow on your dick and you can <laughs> yeah, come, right. you know, yeah. so, so, you know, any, anything more than that can be just, you know, overwhelming. Right, so, right. and once that settles a little bit and once you can have a little more control, yeah. <laughs> you right. know, yeah. then the mind kind of goes in, into other areas and that's where this comes in. So. Absolutely. The cultural so is what inhibits us from growing faster. I mean, men yeah. are taught we're dominant, we're the boss, we need to fuck as much as possible. Uh -huh. Men are dominant. Women mm -hmm. are taught you're submissive. Mm -hmm. right? You take the backseat. So we're, we're raised this whole way for at least however long before we start having sex. And then when we start having uh -huh. sex, we're implementing this culture into what we're doing. Mm -hmm. right. And once you can step outside that box is when it all unfolds, either slowly or like a waterfall. But it'll start to trickle. And once that box is open, you're not, you're not closing it up. Right, so box, you don't close. And do you ever get um, couples or, you know, because monogamy seems to be keep coming up a lot lately with people, um, do you ever get couples that are exploring that within their relationship? Um, Absolutely. That you do? Absolutely. Yeah. Privately and through, uh, through party hosting as well. Which is cool. I think it gives hope because monogamy is somewhat of a... Dying. Well, I'm not going to use fine for people well, who yeah. want it. I'm going to throw this out there because yeah, a lot do. of people, the big thing right now is open relationships and poly. Oh, yes. Yeah, so. Polyamory is not the easiest thing in the world at all, and people throw the word around. One's hard enough. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like exactly. It's, One's hard enough, like and you got to deal with two. It's the new. It's the new <laughs> hot word, right? Because I've been in poly relationships. Yeah, I've that. been in poly relationships, and it's the most difficult fucking thing in the world because everyone's poly until they're not. Yeah. You know, and then mm -hmm. they meet their soulmate, and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to share them with anyone. Yeah. Now what do you do? You're not poly anymore. Right. And, uh, you, you know, if you want an open relationship, say, look, I want to hook up with other people. Mm -hmm. Right. Once you start having a relationship where you're my boyfriend, and you're my boyfriend, and you're my boyfriend, now that's where the emotions and the, all the shit that matters comes in. Now you can start throwing the poly word around. Right. But if you're just engaging physically, you're just, it's an open relationship. Right, but yeah. when, what we're talking about, when it's not, it's not just fucking, it's a little bit more intense, and we're talking about how we're expanding our mind with some of this play, it, it, it can be, if you are in a relationship and then you're seeking out some of this that's a little bit more expanded, could that 
risks intensify. Intensify. It's no longer just sex. Oh, it it, it adds so much depth to the relationship. You think it does? Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean love. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't. True. Yeah. You're right. It's. It, I think you, I'm just saying that you know it's when people have open relationships. I have a friends, and yeah, they have sort of a don't ask, don't tell mentality, and it's really just fucking, and that's it. But I think when you're exploring some of these fetishes, and um, it's much more mind expansive, that could that, in a positive way, you know, could you bring the positivity back to the relationship, or could it be detrimental because it's more it can It can go any direction. Okay. Uh, it can make you bond tighter. Right. It can make you guys split completely. Let's say mm-hmm. you guys start communicating. Oh, we've been together for 10 years. We just got into this, and shit, he likes stuff I don't. And I'm hard set against it, and I don't feel it with him. Now what do we do? Right. Some people will split. Some people will try to pretend it's not there. Some people will allow other partners to come in now. Or they could seek you to maybe fulfill, you know. Professionally, yes. If I'm in a relationship, this is the first time this popped in my If I'm in a relationship with someone and they need something to satisfy them, I would suggest go the professional route as opposed to expanding into the lifestyle. Because what ends up happening, most of the times, let's say we're in a relationship. He likes water sports, I don't. Right. I'm dead set against it. Listen, go find someone that enjoys water sports. They start hooking up, and they start to bond. Right. Quickly, because this stuff doesn't happen. It's not uh, like mm-hmm. grinder. I mean, yeah. you're actually talking to people and learning who these people are. Now they're connected really tight, tighter than what we can be in some aspects, mm-hmm. in much more intimate aspects. he's really filling his fantasy. So where does that put us? He's exactly. Yeah. Now, yeah. if we get along, that's great. But right. what if we don't get along, which is more probable than not? Correct. And, you know, you have the honeymoon phase, and then that shit ends, and then it's like, ugh. Now he, he's fucked because now he's dealing with two disgruntled partners. Yeah. Because we oh, both no. want him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we both want equal time, but there's no such thing as equal. I mean, oh, I want that wanted <laughs> feeling. Can I be? I love when a lot of people want me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to go yeah. jump out the window now. I'm, I'm, I feel not you. The, not the one where there's uh, somebody that's wanting that, but it's like um, me and my boyfriend were. You know, I've been together for 18, going on 19 years, and we were monogamous. You know, more or less by accident. Uh, we started. <laughs> we came. Uh, we got together, and we, we were, were happy with open. each other. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, not at all. You better love to death. Uh, and that'll never change. Uh, no matter you know, who I play around with, it's like, uh, and you were right about something being more, uh, you get a connection with somebody in a certain aspect, and that's great. But uh, once he realized that I wasn't going anywhere, no matter what you know, else was going on, uh, You're that, still coming home to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. You know, I might go play around, but my heart belongs to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody's ever tried to, you know, step on that. And um, once he realized that that was yeah. how that was, and you know, everything's fine. But um, that's fantastic. But we have yeah. different. Yeah. We have a little bit different tastes on. Stuff, so that made that makes it difficult sometimes. But yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, it worked. You guys have, have that ultimate trust. Then. Yeah. That's yeah. the, to- that's the I, right. one thing that you have to have with open relationship. If there's, not, if there's a trust issue, that's as not soon as work. that starts happening, the <laughs> right. where the one yeah. guy wants a little bit more, then, yeah, it's done. <laughs> it's hard. It's a, a friend of mine, um, one of his early boyfriends, you know, they had a very open relationship. And you know, he, wor- he worked in Brooklyn, and his boyfriend worked in Manhattan. And 
yeah, this boyfriend was, yeah, they were both, you know, fooling around with everybody, you know, so he'd come home at night from work, they'd both come home at night and from, from work, and they'd get into bed, and he'd, you know, they'd start doing, he says, okay, I want you to tell me everybody that you did today, mm-hmm. what did you do to them, and that was their fetish, that was, yeah, yeah, that was their fetish, that's, right, that's, that's, too. yeah, <laughs> and, and they would talk about, you know, they, they would talk, you know, the, the, the boyfriend would say, oh, yeah, I met this guy, and I sucked him off, and, you know, whatever, and yeah, it that's just, kind of hot, and yeah, and they incorporated that into their own sexuality. It takes jealousy out of the picture. It does, sort of, if, you know, because I well, think it opens have... the doors because <laughs> yeah. people don't want to say, don't not want to necessarily say, hey, you know, I sucked off four guys this afternoon, <laughs> yeah. you know, on on the pier or whatever, you know. So I think that would work for me because where I could transfer it, my jealousy into. You know, a fetish. Right. Of you have like, to feel that shit though, because you can't just start talking no. about exchanges, experiences, and <laughs> no. be like, "Oh my god, this fucking ass that I got today." And like, then you're like, what? "Okay, I've heard enough. <laughs> yeah. I've heard just about enough." Yeah. It won't be a poker face. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but you know, for for couples, you know, if if you know, and that happens all the time. There are guys that are into, you know, a, a, a kink, and the other one is not. I always say, you know, experiment. Exactly. Do your partner a favor. If you love them, try it. Yes. If yes. it really is something you cannot do, fine. But you have at least made an effort so your partner feels, okay, you've, you've gone out of your way to try to do this for me. You know, and then you can go another route with it. You know, as, as, as you were talking about, you know, go professional is a better way than, than like getting yourself into a, a mess. A love triangle. The craziest <laughs> thing is you may enjoy it. True. Like, exactly. Factslave here, yeah. uh, we go through our steps, and now we're getting into the water sports area. <laughs> Oh, and uh, that's like a, that's a, a must for me. Like if yeah. we're in this, you know, we're gonna work to that because at some point I'm gonna be watching the movie and I don't want to fucking get up. Yeah. <laughs> what's the key? What's the key to? What's get the key? Here. What's the key to water sports? Just drinking a lot of water, beer. I, think, I mean, the, the I always have to know the technical <laughs> side of it. Like, how does it work? <laughs> I think complete hydration, like drink a lot of water. So you will be and, hydrated. And yeah. then have a beer or two. Or okay. not coffee. Stay away from coffee. No asparagus. And asparagus. No asparagus. Brussels sprouts. But uh, a beer or two to flush it out. Yeah. And maybe the second one. And you'll you'll be good. That's, that's the recipe. We'll, we'll write that recipe on <laughs> for you all. We'll, do, we'll, we'll put that. Well, and we need to write a recipe for J Lou because everyone's on the line is always asking for recipes for J Lou. What's J Lou? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> J Lou is guys use it for fisting, and it was originally designed um, for. Uh, inseminating cattle. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it's a lubricant, and and uh, seriously, and you can get it from cattle supply stores. <laughs> but they also sell it, like the Leatherman in New York sells it. Um, most of the kink stores will sell it, of course, for a lot more money. But yeah. it's a powder, and you mix it. Um, uh, you mix it with water, and it's very, it's very stringy, so it stays on your hand and wherever you want to put it. But. Right. Wow. We will look into that. Then. Really that is so funny. Shit, if you make a, a run, let me know. Oh, I have some. <laughs> I have some. I have some at home. We will hook you guys up <laughs> offline. So I, we are at our hour. I want to say, I know you have to run, Joshua. I want to thank you. No, it's you, my absolute pleasure. My you, absolute pleasure. You so enlightened us a lot, particularly a lot on yeah. the fluidity of it. And I, I, I'm i ready yeah, and, to and it's, it's so nice to see because, you know, they, in, in the... the 
the old guard days, it was, you know, I'm a master, and you are going to do everything that I tell you to. Yeah. And practically you know, clubbing, you know, <laughs> exactly. And while So looks, I, I love seeing this openness of, you know, and, and the fact you know, that you're talking about the fluidity between dom and sub and top and bottom, and that's great because any, people don't um, always get that. Any advice for people, like, that don't live in New York? Is there, do you think that there's, or, like, things that... What like what you're doing in other parts of the country? Yes, what world? about the people? What about the gay people in, <laughs> in Alabama? Ohio. Yeah, you know, or, or you know, I mean, there's a there's a, a a website I use. It's sort of like Facebook except for kink. It's called FetLife, like Fetish Life. Oh, FetLife.com. Oh, nice. It's like recon, except you can actually engage with people. Okay. <laughs> recon. Oh my God. Recon. Here's some dick pics. <laughs> Here, want to see What's my up, ass, dude? <laughs> I like it. But uh, fetlife.com, uh, or you can email me at uh, masterjoshua78 at gmail. And if you have any questions with your location, I can try to guide you in the right direction. Excellent. So that uh, you have a little more. You're going to get a lot of email. <laughs> do you have an uh, Instagram, Twitter, anything that also? I do have an Instagram. It's uh, master.joshua.wp. Uh, it's for Master Joshua Wilds Playground. So it'll be master.joshua.wp on Instagram. You can communicate through me there as well. Uh, Master Joshua on Facebook. And we have masterjoshua.com, which is in the uh, steps of getting finished, as well as wildsplaygroundnyc.com, which has all of our party and, and uh, party information. And when does your book come out? Because <laughs> I want to be the first one. No, no, it's it's uh, it's pretty funny. I'm I'm talking with someone about. I love about it. That. I love it. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, everyone. It was a thank pleasure you. to be here. Marcos. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Steve for having me here. Check out, he's on our um, Finding Your Fetish episode. Um, thank you, John, for being on today's episode. We will have you back. Thank you, David, for helping me out with everything. And as always, Steve Carpenter, thank you. Thank you. It was wonderful as always. Continue. I, I, I love these uh, these open and uh, open and easy discussions. Absolutely. You know, the, the way we can discuss things that people generally don't discuss amongst themselves. Talk amongst yourselves. I love it. I love it. We will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget, we are live on Wednesday, June 21st, Eastern Standard Time in New York on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. It's facebook.com forward slash talk about gay sex. And you can subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Just type in talk about gay sex. Both channels will be live streaming, but if you happen to be in New York City and want to attend the live broadcast with some of our past guests, email me, steve at talkaboutgaysex.com, and be sure and tweet any questions to at talkaboutgaysex on Twitter or post on our Facebook page. You can ask myself, my two co-hosts, or any questions, references from any past show, or address to any of our past special guests, who many will be here on the live broadcast. But for now, continue having hot gay sex and join us next week for another new stimulating episode of Talk About Gay Sex.